0: Good morning. Again, it is a great morning to be here. It's a great morning to see each of you. Um, We are very blessed people, and I am thankful to be here with you. As human human beings, uh, sometimes we get kind of set in our ways. We get stuck on a way of thinking, and then we try to justify things. And we'll try to justify things and, and make them line up with the way we believe. I think there's a psychological term there. Cognitive dissonance is kind of like that. But we'll, even though we may know something's wrong, we keep doing it because of something else. And, and, and I pray that, um, that this morning as, as we go through this, uh, that we really concentrate on following God and, and discerning his will. And again, the title of the sermon is Following His Perfect Example to a Better Life. Last week, we talked about His perfect example as we studied His baptism. And for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about following His perfect example. Because sometimes we let our own ways of thinking creep in and we try to justify them. Justify things we want and Want to be right, even though we know it's wrong, and we'll try to justify them. For uh... well, I'll just get to tell you a story. This is a great story to to illustrate this. Um, I'm a c- procrastinator by nature. I either get way ahead of on things, or if I'm really stressed, I I will wait and wait and wait because I say I work better under pressure. And sometimes that's true. But the other thing I like to do, there's two things I like to do when I'm procrastinating or I'm trying to, to, to wait, I'm stressed about something that, that needs to be done, I don't really want to do it. I like to take drives. I, do, I like to just go right around. And usually when I just go right around, I end up at Cruz Farm for a milkshake. So when I get stressed, I start procrastinating. I, I spend money on gas, and I, I don't eat healthy. I've been stressed lately, can you tell? <laughs> But sometimes when I think, man, I'd really like to go have a milkshake, I'll just say, I'm going to go for a ride. And I'll pray. I'll say, Lord, just give me peace. You know, let me look for your will. And, Lord, if it's your will, I'd really like to have a milkshake. You understand what I'm saying? So, and I'll pray stuff like, Lord, if there's no line that's drive through at Crook's Farm, that means you... Think it's okay if I have a milkshake. Right? It's kind of the way I work. So I'll go by Cruise Farms. I'll drive around some more. And lo and behold, there's no line in the drive through at Cruise Farm. All I had to do circle block eight times. And then there's no line at Cruise Farm. <laughs> so, Lord, you want me to have this milkshake. Right? you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we get our wants and needs and and when we get them confused with what God's will really is for us and what His example really is for us. I do like milkshakes. I like to drive. You combine those two things and I get fat and happy. But uh, again, this morning, sometimes we just kind of want to, instead of truly concentrating on what God wants us to do and look at His perfect example, we try to use Some things we believe into supporting things that we want to be true. Milkshakes are not good for you. No matter how many times you drive around the block, they're they're not good for you. I like them every now and then, but I don't do anything like that very good every now and then. When I get one, then the next night it's the same. There's going to be nobody in line again. I'm going to get another one. Rhonda can witness to this. She's seen it. She has seen it. Um, but again, what I want to do is, is concentrate on following his perfect example. That milkshake gives me some uh, temporary satisfaction. It really does, but it does not give me a better life. It really does, not it actually hurts my checkbook, not just by buying the milkshake, but I have to buy bigger clothes, and I have to buy gas to keep riding around until there's no line, but I want to really look at, you know, how we can follow Jesus' is perfect example and have a better life. You see, Jesus corrects a lot of misconceptions. In Scripture, Jesus he corrects a lot of misconceptions and He leads us the way to a better life. All He wants us to do is follow Him. And when we truly follow His will, we can find that better life. I'm going to start, uh, if you thought I'd started, I really haven't yet. But I'm going to read from Luke 12. I'm going to read one verse. I'm going to read verse 15. And he said to them, Take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for... uh, For this opportunity to be here. Lord, thank you for this scripture. Lord, thank you for fulfilling all of our needs. Lord, help us uh, as we study this word. Lord, help us uh, start looking for direction to a better life, Lord. Through you. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, if it were up to me, I'd live in a world where chocolate was a fruit. And spinach would be bad for you. But it's not up to me. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? But that's not the way it works. Again, last week, I kind of introduced a series by us looking at Jesus' perfect example as we examine his baptism. And this morning, I want to talk about Jesus' perfect example and, and his example to a better life. Next, we're going to look at forgiveness. But I'm going to do a series of about four, just following his perfect example. Again, this is Jesus, the way to a better life. See, the, the, the goal for most people of our generation and our generations is to have a good life. Right? We, nobody ever wakes up and says, I really want a terrible life. I want to be this. I want, I want everything to go wrong. Nobody does that. Everybody wants to have a good life. Everybody. Nobody who struggles with uh, with things that that may keep them from having a good life wake up and say, you know, what I really want to be is is what I really want to be is is homeless. No, nobody wakes up and says that. There's things that lead to that, but everybody wants a good life. It's just depending on what we consider a good life to be. You see, when we look to Jesus as our perfect example, he shows us the way to a Good life. He shows us a way to the way we should be living. Again, he, cre- he, he corrects some misconceptions. Most people think of a good life as having material prosperity, pleasure, popularity. And they think that will make them happy. That will make them satisfied. And you know what? It can for a short amount of time. All those things, there's nothing wrong with any of those things. Unless that's your main goal in life is to be m- m- uh, prosperous or, or to just uh, gain pleasure after pleasure after pleasure or to gain popularity. If that's your sole purpose in life, then it's not healthy. But there's nothing wrong in those things itself. You see, Jesus tells us that. that you know, That's what things are all about. Really, things are about being happy. Yeah, we want to be happy. We want to be joyful. And we want to have peace. We truly want to have peace. And most people think, or many people think, that having material prosperity, gaining pleasure and popularity will bring us that happiness and peace. That's why we live in such a dissatisfied world. It's because we look for those things to fill the gaps that we have, and those gaps are spiritual gaps. You see, Jesus is the way to true joy and peace. He corrects the misconceptions that all these other things will bring us that eternal joy and that peace. They won't. Again, they may bring us some temporary satisfaction. But we've got eternal problems. We've got problems that last us forever. They last us out of life on earth and beyond. We, you can't fix those with physical things. You, it doesn't matter how popular you, you are. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you don't have that joy that lasts forever. It doesn't matter how wealthy you are. If you don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ and gain that joy and peace that comes from Him, then it really does not last in eternity. The, what Jesus came to correct is these misconceptions so we can have that eternal peace and joy. He says, Take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Take care. It means take heed. It means to look out. This world is going to tell you the more stuff you get, the better you are. This world is going to tell you, the more popular you are, the better life you're going to have. You see, Jesus turns that around. You see, He gives as the world cannot give. He gives joy, which is complete and full. John 14:27 Jesus says, "Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives you, do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid." And then in John 15:11 he says, "These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full." Jesus wants us to have that joy. He wants us to have that eternal joy and peace. But again, we cannot find in worldly possessions. We cannot find by doing stuff. We can't do it. The only way we can find is a relationship with him. In order to find this true joy and peace, the first thing we need to do is follow him. He's calling us to follow him. That's the first thing we need to do. And then we need to recognize some of our other problems. I've got problems in my life. I really do, and sometimes I misdiagnose those problems. And what we really need to do is find out what the real problem in our lives are. What the real problems are. Again, we'll blame them on stuff. Well, I don't have enough clothes. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have I'm not popular. No, those are not the things. Those are temporary things. The real problem we have in our life is sin. That's when we get to the root. Of the things that cause us to not be joyful, to not be happy, to not have peace is because of our sin. We look outside and think that it's somebody else's fault. It's somebody else's fault. Run to let me out of the garage so I got to go get a milkshake. It's her fault. Do you understand? Really, it's, it's, it's my fault. I've got that desire. That's me. I can't blame it on anybody else. I can't blame it on... I can't blame it on anybody in this room. I can't blame it on any family member. I can't blame it on a teacher. I can't blame it on a boss. My problem starts with me. I'd like to blame it on Rhonda. I do sometimes. But when I do, I'm wrong. My problems start in here. When I don't have peace and joy, it's, it's in here. There's something in my life taking a, the place of that peace and joy that, that Jesus has promised me. I've got to get rid of it. I've got to get rid of that. Because it's causing me a bunch of turmoil. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but even when you're successful, when you're starting to gain things, uh, that you're never fully satisfied. You're never fully satisfied. If you get things, you want more things. If I get things, I want more things. I watch about three TV shows a week. Yeah, probably a little bit more than that. I've been watching... Dateline with Rondo on Friday nights, and I love it. Um, but do you know how many TVs I have? It's ridiculous. I watch three or four TV shows a week, plus some sporting events. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with having Possessions. What's wrong is when those possessions become who we are and those possessions and those pop, the popularity those things control our happiness. I've got to get, get, get. I've got to go, go, go. The peace comes, just like the problem is from within, that peace comes from the Holy Spirit that's also within. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He gives you the Holy Spirit. And when we rely on other things for our peace and comfort and joy, things get turned upside down. Happiness can't be found. Happiness can't be found. And we've got to diagnose that problem. Again, that problem is sin in our life. Jesus said in Mark 7, 21-23, he said, For from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murders, thefts covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within that defile the man. The problem's in here. The problem's right here. It's our heart. It's our heart. We all have sin in our life, and sometimes we forget what to do with that sin. Jesus came and gave us a plan. And again, that plan is not for temporary satisfaction. It's for eternal life. It's for eternal joy. It's for eternal peace. But again, we live in a society where we say it loud enough, fast enough, and clear enough that we think that it's real. We think that we've got problems and it's somebody else's fault. We've got problems and it's somebody that doesn't look exactly like us or somebody that don't believe exactly. It's somebody else's fault. Do we know people like that? I know somebody like that. I'm standing here. I do the same thing. Until we take care of that problem that's at the root of all of our problems, we're going to be unhappy. Again, there's a lot of ways to give us temporary satisfaction. But the eternal satisfaction, the eternal peace, is only through what Christ has done for us. Again, he turned some things upside down. He turned some things upside down when when people thought that he was coming to be a military leader and to defeat the Roman army. He talked about forgiveness. When people started blaming things on other groups of people, Jesus said, show them love. Show them mercy. Show them grace. You see, God, through Jesus Christ, has saved us and made us righteous in His sight. And that's the only way we can be saved and made righteous. It's through a relationship with Him and through following His perfect example. If we want a better life, that's what it's about. It's about showing kindness, love, mercy, and grace. Just like Jesus has shown us. Thank God I don't get what I deserve. Sometimes in life I think, well, you know, things are going... I wish I got what I deserve. I'm so thankful I don't get what I deserve. Because I... I deserve eternal damnation. But through Jesus Christ, He gives me eternity with Him. You see, Jesus removes the sin that's at the root of our problems. He's the way that we gain that inner peace because he's the only one that can remove that sin. You see, there's more. Jesus leads the way to true happiness and peace by teaching us new goals in life. Teach us that we're not satisfied by these material things, that we're only satisfied through a relationship with him. Matthew 6 19, he says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal you see riches are perishable and open to theft but he teaches us to put our treasures in heaven put our treasures in heaven Matthew 6:20 he goes on to say but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal you see, Jesus is the way to a better life. Jesus is the way to that eternal joy, that eternal life that he promises us in John three sixteen. 16. You see, our reward is not here. Our reward is eternity. You see, Jesus leads us the way to true happiness by giving us what we don't expect. When we don't depend on physical things and we start looking for those spiritual goals and become better spiritually first, that's how we gain the peace. Again, I'm not preaching against having things. I'm not. I'm not. If you have things, if you're successful, that's not my goal here is to tell you that's wrong. My goal is to tell you that those things don't last forever. That if you want the true eternal peace, that it comes through the relationship with Jesus. I like my stuff. I have too much. But I like it. But my true peace does not come from that milkshake from Cruz. It does for about... I think it's five minutes, 38 seconds is about what it lasts. After that, I think, man, that did not help my nutrition plan. Again, we're looking for eternal peace. We're looking for the peace that only comes through Jesus Christ, When we satisfy it with stuff. When we get tired of the stuff, then we think, I still don't have the Peace. Again, the peace comes through our relationship with our Lord and Savior. Again, he's going to provide us all that we need. Matthew 6, 31 to 33 says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek ye first. The kingdom of God and His righteousness, righteousness and all things shall be added to you. He provides our every need. He provides our every need. We're satisfied because of him. Jesus says in John 5 or 15:11, says, "These things I have spoken to you, My joy may remain in you." And that your joy may be full. Again, the joy that I'm talking about comes when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That peace and comfort we have at that moment, that joy, that peace is still there. Sometimes we just let junk get in the way of it. We try to satisfy so many needs. We blame things on other people and we try to satisfy our needs by material things that don't last forever when we need to be falling on our knees and asking Christ to give us that peace, joy, and comfort that's already inside of us. Just like sin's already inside of us. When we become a Christian, that joy and peace and comfort through the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. We've got a choice. Do we depend on it or do we depend on the the temporary things? Do we depend on Him or do we depend on temporary things? You see, the goals that we can reach through Jesus, they do satisfy. And they satisfy forever. You see, all can store up treasures in heaven. All can live for Jesus. It's possible. And when we allow him to take over our lives, we truly feel that peace and joy. We're able to help others. We're able to show the others the peace, joy, love, the grace, the mercy that comes through Jesus. You can't find that anywhere else. The scripture you probably heard me quote more than any other is John 10.10. 10. It says, As I come that they may have life, they may have it more abundantly. That abundant life is the better life that I'm talking about. It's the life, again, the word abundant means more than we need means more than we need. And it also says, hey, there is another power. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. That thief is Satan. He's coming for your soul. He's wanting you. He's wanting the next decision you make to be the decision that ruins your life. That's the thief. But You see, Jesus has come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. That abundance is here. That peace, that joy, that love that lasts forever is already inside of us. Because of Him. Not because of anything that we can do or anything that we can accumulate. It's because we let Him be the Lord of our life. That's, uh, again, something, that, that type of abundance, you, can't, you can get anything at Walmart or Amazon. I know it shows up at my door often. But you cannot get that peace, love, joy. You can't one-click it. You only accept it through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let him take care of your problems. Let him take care of the problem of sin, which is the true cause of our unhappiness. It's the true cause of our unrest. When we let him take that and we receive that abundance, that love, that joy, that peace, the eternal life, then we can live in peace with ourselves but also with each other. And when we get abundance of something, we don't keep it all to ourselves, do we? If you have an abundance of fruit, what do you do? You have to share it. You don't waste it. So the things that God has blessed us with abundantly, we need to be sharing. These spiritual things, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, patience. Those things we should be showing and sharing to everybody we meet. Have you accepted this abundant life? Are you living it today? Are you following Jesus' perfect example to a better life? If you're not, the altar's open. And I pray that you make a decision today that you realize that the one problem you have in your life is not a physical problem. It's a problem that comes from sin. And and Jesus came to take that sin away. And if if you're not living that life, I pray that you make that decision today. Or or if we are living that life, we let some junk get in between that and our relationship with Christ, I pray that we... Start relying on Him again. It's there again. It lasts forever. It's eternal. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for for sending your Son. Lord, thank you for filling us with the Holy Spirit, Lord, that when we do have that, that unrest in our heart, Lord, that we know where the peace comes from. Lord, we know that, uh, that Jesus, through that relationship, through our relationship with him, Lord, we can have that peace and comfort that, that we can't even explain, Lord. But we can tell people where it comes from. Lord, and I pray that if there's anybody here, anybody listening online, Lord, that doesn't have that relationship with you, that uh, you touched their heart this morning. Lord, I just pray that you guide us in a way and we follow you. We follow your perfect ex- example. To a better life. In Jesus name. Amen.